You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Last night, I was speaking with some friends about how we react when our kids go missing. We are all normally very calm, self-possessed women, and we all admitted to going a little bit crazy. And I have to admit that I am also like that if my child, one of them, really hurts themselves. It's all, it's all my child. I think I'd be okay if it was another person's child. I'd probably be a bit calmer. But when it's my kid, if there's lots of blood, if they're in a lot of distress and I can't tell why, I end up going into a blind panic. It's really bad and embarrassing and I need to get over it, which is why I have Sarah Hunstead from CPR Kids in the studio now to chat about how we can keep calm when our children are hurt. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm well. You don't strike me as someone who has ever panicked when their children have been hurt. Oh, believe me, I panic on the inside. <laughs> is that the key? Just let it happen on the inside and oh, yes, ice queen on the outside. I can actually feel that visceral feeling in my gut right now that we're talking about this, of that sheer panic when my kids have been badly hurt. But smiley face... Mummy voice on the outside. <laughs> now, tell us, I know, obviously, keeping a level head, it's pretty obvious why we need to do that when our kids are hurt, hurt. But can you take us through why it is so important for us to stay calm? Absolutely. Children look to us as to how to react. If they are injured and sick, they need to have the adult there to be able to keep them calm and talk them through it and tell them that they're going to be okay because that's what they need to hear. So the important thing is, and there's a, I, actually, I'll tell you a little story that illustrates this perfectly. There was a, a woman who I met and her son had actually been hit by a four-wheel drive. Oh my goodness. And it, it, it was awful. He had awful arm injuries. And basically she ran out into the road to, you know, to be with him and she started to panic. He was looking at her and she said that she'll never forget the look in his eyes as she felt that panic welling up in her and the look that must have been on her face. She said his eyes widened, that the look of sheer fear in his eyes and she just went, I can't do this. She immediately pushed that panic away in the worst of worst situations, spoke to him, sang to him, told him that she was going to be looking after him and she said she could almost see that panic was still there but that extreme fear recede again and just being able to be that strong I'm here that's what they need from you all right so how do we achieve that yes well easier said than done (laughs) so number one know what to do you have to know what to do so how do we not panic by being able to recall that information that we've learned, by knowing that we have to stay in charge. We are the adult here. We need to be looking after them. It's not about us. So first of all, know what to do. Go and do a first aid course. Go and do a paediatric specific one for babies and kids. Because one thing that I want you to know is that it's not just about learning skills. You can have all the skills in the world, but if you're not confident enough to actually get out there and do it, there's no point in having them. So an essential part of a first aid course is being able to actually gain the confidence to do something as well. 
You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Sarah Hunstead from CPR Kids. We're talking about how to stay calm when your child hurts themselves. And I have put it out there that I go into a blind panic that... um, Sarah, you told the story just before about the mum who saw the panic in her child's eyes. I had a complete parent fail moment. It was months ago now, but my son had fallen over and split his lip. And we didn't know he'd split his lip. He just was in his bedroom. Then he was howling and (laughs) total parent fail. I panicked. My husband panicked. He wouldn't let anyone near him. And I'm holding him and he's having a tantrum. And Daniel's saying, let him go. And I'm like, I'm not letting him go. And it was awful. Which is why I then went and did your your first aid course. So complete um, transparency here. It was only um, I did the second part of the two-part evening course uh, last week. And I have to say that it has made me feel a lot more confident, and which I find surprising because I, those bleed, bleeding lips, bleeding anything, um, the thought of my children ever being knocked unconscious, those sorts of things are normally my go-to panic places just thinking about them. But it was like having um, just very simple messages, really. They weren't complicated. My biggest fear was that I was going to learn something and then do it wrong if the situation arose. But our instructor, Suze, one of the things she did say was the worst thing you can do is nothing. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Because let's think about it. You know, if your child is bleeding... What are you going to do? You're going to apply pressure to try and stop that bleeding. Gauze, tea towel, face washer, who cares? It's about knowing what to do and getting help. And you know what? If you stood back and just let your child sit there and scream and bleed, then no, that's not what you're going to do. It's about getting in there. And you highlighted something that was really important then too. Communication. That is one of the big things. So being able to communicate with your child, being able to stay calm and just go, okay, we're going to sit here for a minute. I need to put pressure on your head or stop the bleeding. And this is what we're going to do. So that honesty, that communication, not lying to them about what you need to do and doing it that really cool, calm, your daddy <laughs> voice that you put on, even though you are falling apart inside And the key to that as well is being aware of your own feelings and your own reactions. So if historically you know that you faint at the sight of blood, you know, that you, you know, you know that you are going to absolutely vomit if there is an amputation in your house. Sorry, that might be a bit extreme. Apologies for that. But hey, you know, we've got to talk about these things. We do. Then you know what? When it comes to your kids, it's not an option. And this may be a little bit of a controversial point, but you know what? You're the grown-up. You have got to keep it together. How do you do that? Know what to do. Be aware of the fact that you may have fallen apart in the past and know that it doesn't work and that you need to keep it together. And just think it's about them. The things that you love most in the world, if you focus on their outcome and their feelings and move it away from yourself, then that's how you get in there and stay calm. The other thing about the course that I really thought was very, very helpful and is now right next to our kitchen sink is the traffic light cards that you have. Um, and the reason I love that is that you get taught all sorts of things in the first aid course, but then you can go back to the card and refer. And if the symptoms, behaviours or risks are in the red section, straight to hospital, orange, GP, green, stay home. And um, it was only the other day when my daughter was sick that 
Um, well, firstly, my son was sick and he had a rash. And I'd the, the night before, I'd been and learned all about viruses and how they can manifest. And I looked at it and I was like, he's okay. I was sad that he was miserable, but I wasn't worried mm-hmm. the way I would normally be. Mm-hmm. And that sort of confidence, I think, for parents is priceless. It also gave me the strength when my husband, I was second day my daughter was sick and she was not looking well. One of the key things, again, that I was taught in the course was to look at the whole child. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, that's not her. She's in it's the second day. She needs to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And my husband's like, no, she's, you know. And I'm like, no, you've got to take her to the doctor. And I had such confidence in saying that to him. And it did turn out to be viral. It did turn out to be that she was getting better. But just knowing when I made a decision that... I was doing something. I was being active. I wasn't second-guessing myself. Yes. And that came from doing the course. So when you say to do a pediatric course, is a difference there, and this is what I found at CPR Kids, that you cover everything from fevers and what fevers are to rashes to infections and then to the more typical things you might think of, like what to do when they fall over and hit their head or if they're mm-hmm. unconscious. Is that the difference with paediatric courses? So a paediatric course focuses on specifically on baby and children, babies and children, because a lot of the first aid courses out there are grown-up centred. Kids are not little grown-ups. They're not. Their body systems are different. Their minds are different. They are just different, full stop. So one of the important things is is going to a course that teaches you specifically what to do for babies and children. And you know with our classes exactly that's exactly what we do. We're all midwives and pediatric nurses. And so we offer specific first aid courses that are just about learning about, you know, the broken bones, the head injuries, all of that kind of stuff, CPR. But because we are pediatric nurses and midwives, we believe that every parent should actually be able to recognize their sick child and know when and where to seek help too. So we've got an extended course on that that talks about what you just did. It incorporates illness as well as injury as well. So we're such a global society these days. We don't have grandma there with us saying, oh, yep, that's hand, foot and mouth disease. You had that when you were a little one. And we don't have that anymore. We're lucky if we do, and that's absolutely fabulous. But you know what? What we aim to be is that we aim to be that qualified grandma, (laughs) giving you that advice about where and when to seek help. It's not about figuring out what's wrong with a child. It's just recognising when you need to get help. Which is invaluable and I highly recommend it to anyone. Uh, Actually, I should ask, is CPR Kids just in Sydney or? We're not just in Sydney. We are in selected hospitals down the east coast of Australia. And if you would like us to come to a region near you, just contact us at our website. Mm, might just fly, have these, maybe they're listening in Hong Kong. What do you do then? That's right. We can go there. I'll right there. Fair enough. Sarah, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. That's Sarah Hunstead. She's the Managing Director of CPR Kids. And if you'd like more information, their website is cprkids.com.au. Uh, Sarah also has a first aid guide that's very simple, straightforward, easy to read. And there's YouTube instructional videos. So if you haven't put that down, just head to the Kindling website and we will have links there. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.